0: Look in our Second uh, Peter 1 passage, it's because of what Christ has done and His purification uh, of our sin. But if, if we're not diligent, then we're, not, we're kind of sloughing off and uh, we can kind of have doubts roaming in. And uh, so Christ had done some things for them and in their temporal focus, they became forgetful, uh, willfully blind, and they weren't motivated to grow in godliness. And they had a spiritual amnesia is really what it is. I'm speaking in past tense, but this is present tense. This happens where people's visions become dim, not illuminated. They're blind in ignorance. as Verse 8 says, being, We are to be fruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing Him, relating with Him. And so, there are uh, implications there that uh, people can go back and repeat those old sins and because of that forgetfulness. Now, when we get into verse 12, you have outlines out there tonight, and I really don't know if we're going to get into that. I just, I just made those up just to be able to give you something new, but I didn't know if I would make it to that. But um, it's going to be dealing with reminding, not forgetting, but remembering. So, we, we, we need to be reminded. We need to be refreshed in our memory. So, we'll, we'll see how that ties right into where we've been all along. As we get into verse 10, we'll read that. Therefore, brethren, because of all this, and then talking about these qualities are yours and such. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent, there's that word, to make certain about His calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. So Peter brings us back to motivation. He's done this before. To grow in godliness requires applying, and here's this word, diligence. Therefore, brethren, because of this, because you can be assured in your salvation... Be all the more diligent. And course he used that word earlier in verse 5. Now for this very reason, therefore, right? Because of the divine nature that we are partakers of, because of that and all the other things and the precious promises, for this reason, apply all diligence. That means to actually work it out. To, to do it. That's the that's motivation. What motivates you to keep at it? Well, the answer is, well, remember what Christ did for you as He shed His blood on the cross for you. As He took your sins, right? It always goes back. That's the central focus. Um, that's what He finished verse 9 with. And then He says, Therefore, be all the more diligent. Look what He's done. Look what He's done for you. Uh, don't waste your life just uh, going through the motions as a Christian. Don't waste your life uh, life in the light that eternity uh, is presenting to us. So the first benefit of growing together or growing in godliness, there is, is a, there's a fruitfulness in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing Him and all those things that go with that. Uh, diligent. Diligent to make certain. Uh, a concentrated effort. That's the idea. If you're cruising on spiritual autopilot, not good take heed to what Peter's saying. Just kind of going through the most autopilot, just going, just letting it carry you on out. You have to be diligent in in doing that. Um, I think that's where two things come together. Two things that we often can be guilty of separating. But you can't really separate them. One is the sovereignty of God in His calling and choosing you, which I'm not making this up. It's right here in our verse again. (laughs) It's right there. It's like, I'm beating that horse again, aren't I? But there it is. You can't, can't skip it. Make certain about His calling and choosing you. That's what He has done. There's the sovereignty of God. But then on the other sense, you have the responsibility of man. Right here. Right here. Make certain about His calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things. So there is the action... Here's what God has done. He's called you. He's chosen you. And, but we are to grow in godliness. So there's the responsibility. Evangelism and the sovereignty of God, as J.I. Packer had written about. Introduce the two things. Go together. Our responsibility to evangelize. We have a responsibility to grow in Christ. Uh, the chronological order is He calls us and you know, He chooses us first we don't do that first. The God who calls comes first. He opened our eyes. Uh, he knew that we had a darkened understanding, right? So He has to wake us up. If we look in 1 Peter 2 9, you remember that one? 1 Peter 2 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. There's where He's calling, uh, talking about the calling, of course the choosing and foreknowledge is found in First Peter uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 1, chosen according to foreknowledge. Um, in Second Peter, does the same thing, chapter 1, verse 3, seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and excellence. So that's where it starts. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. Just a reminder to us here. One of my favorite chapters in all the Bible. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world... Why? That we would be holy and blameless before Him in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself according to the kind intention of His will. It keeps going, doesn't it? Uh, So anyway, if He had not chosen us and called us, we would still be lost in our sins, would we not? Mm -hmm. That's why we can say all the glory is to Him. You know, I
1: think that's a hallelujah moment, when you first realize your position, but I think where we get most trapped is that we don't realize, like He said, there's more to it. I think we begin to live off the fumes of our who Christ is, what He's done for us. But we always seem to, and I think that's the hard, the hardest battle of a Christian is then to figure out. So what does that mean? What what is what to do with that? Right. And He tells us be good. You know, all this kind of like that, There's a lot more to it than maybe. We have a real good understanding to how far yeah. deep that they go in, in, in our responsibility now, too. And that.
0: throughout Scripture, it is there. It is, here's what He's done, and then what does He always do? Therefore, here's what you do. When you see the therefore, it's usually right on top of what He has already positioned us in, given us everything that we need. He says, now, here's what you do. And uh, so that's, and that's what Peter is doing right here.
1: Um, right, it's easy it's an easy burden but it is a burden and I think sometimes we want to make it harder than what he wants us to make it to be yeah I think we try to run maybe ahead of things or something sometimes too though we're just being patient with it but it's is a burden though so. right
2: yeah. I'd like to see if so, there's a action if there's any references in the Bible to a middle ground uh, you know when once you become born again new creation Christ, What does it say that coasting is is a, is a is a way to work that out. You know, it usually talks about going forward or going backwards. But I don't see middle. Ground. There's no middle, I'd like ground, to is there? see it? if there's anything. There? You're
0: right. You either going back or you're going forward. Yeah. And I think that's what and Peter is really stressing here. With that. So, yeah,
1: I thought Bob yeah. was in the middle ground. Like, oh, God. Well, I was playing and the I, advocate I, I on said it. And it you know. like, oh, you said so. They're actually You can't find yeah, it. Yeah, I want to it's see picture. it. I want to.
2: Yeah, yeah, where's that end? Because we would want yeah. to... We, we would like to pacify our ourselves. Our
1: enemy tells us we've <laughs> arrived. And uh-huh. that's, the, that's the tricky part, is to yeah. realize that conversation in our head. <clears> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point that's
0: most difficult. Well, and they can't gain assurance if if they're going... Backwards, yeah. You know, that's
2: that's where then your mind really starts to trip you. Know, are yeah. mm-hmm. sure. not loving God with
3: all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, exactly. not that we ever
2: can, yeah. but I mean, you're not putting forth the effort of your heart, right, in reciprocation to this love. After we receive more wisdom and knowledge and, and uh, sanctification and you know, spiritual growth, if if we aren't pursuing that way to do that is to be in this and, and, and in your own personal prayer life and witnessing life and lifestyle.
0: <laughs> exactly. What's it's you know, uh that's right.
2: Being here and being out there.
0: It's um the sanctification is a process. It really is uh frustrating to to actually engage with people who are actually into grace theology, who would be Reformed, they're professing Reformed theologians and such, and the moment you talk about any kind of works, all of a sudden they don't want to talk about that. Oh no, we can't do anything. Where do they find that in Scripture? I mean, there are many people, I think guilty of, You know, we we can never talk enough about grace, but we always have to complement that with His works that are in us. And write in Ephesians for by grace you're saved through faith that not of works. What does it say in verse ten? For we were created for these works. It's works that he has given us to do. So you cannot separate that. I think that's where some in the Reformed theology have missed the boat, and they want to stress grace, and they say, "Oh, we are just we can't we can't. It's it's all God, and, and uh, we're we're no good anyway." And... And that is that is not biblical at all. That's a half half a theology, which is uh, is no good. I I have put up I don't know how many countless verses and quotes from people dealing with sanctification on Facebook, for instance. And almost all the people that <clears throat> that are on my Facebook, Bob would be aware of most of those people. I've got a feeling, and and Audrey, um, and Frida. I don't know if anybody else, non Nondor. you might have seen some of those sanctification. And every time I put those up, I have gotten backlashes from people. You know, saying, "Oh, that's work salvation." You're talking about works, you know, and and you might even I might even have an explanation, you know, dealing with, but it's it's all by God's grace. But yet here is obedience, and the moment you mention obedience, it gets them uptight and strung out, and they get very upset. And all of a sudden they start talk, talking that um, that you are an Armenian. I have been called the worst of the Armenians. <laughs> I have no clue, folks, what that means. With what we believe, that's the exact opposite. But yes, we do have sanctification in this, and it's it does enough, require obedience. It's
3: funny how people go into extremes no matter what they believe they be in Christianity. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, You're
3: every right. doctrine every doctrine is, is taken to an extreme and twisted and in any way it can be a thing. And, and, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but I, I absolutely believe <coughs> that uh, a proper foundational knowledge of what God has done for us is of utmost importance. But I wonder how many people that had a perfect theology on that day will be lost. <coughs> while some little... Mennonite, I mean not Mennonite, Methodist, farm woman who didn't get it straight in her head, but she loved Jesus with all her heart, will be
1: there. She understood the service there. Right,
3: and she understood the love of God. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, it's, a, it's a living truth. Mm-hmm. It's a living
0: truth. I think, yeah, I think that's that's exactly what it is. I think Peter used a phrase like that too, didn't he? Living hope.
2: Oh, yeah. It's
0: a living faith. Oh,
2: Living, living love living stones
0: living stones <laughs> that's yeah, so anyway um <clears throat> quite i think it's quite the benefit that he would allow us to be able to um now desire to be obedient, you know it's a it's a wonderful confidence to have when we are desiring to follow him to uh, to be obedient as as with what we can by his grace. Uh if not, we would be living in doubt. Uh it, it's a gift of being able to look at and say, well this is what God is is just working through us, you know, he's he's doing his work uh despite the times and sometimes I want to kind of rear back or maybe I'm not obedient like I should be, but he's still working through there and um you know, but these these virtues really are are important. And it's your word of Peter. It brings
1: encouragement when you get to you somebody else encourage you to carry on with
0: that. Yeah. And then when you've seen somebody serve the Lord with that, you encourage them on, say, well, look here, look, these are some of the things you've forgotten that the Lord has worked through you. Look at the things that you've done. And all of a sudden they start thinking, huh, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and it's like, look, look what he does through you. Holiness. Uh, it, it's a it's a necessity, isn't it? Uh, matter of fact, holiness in our lives really is like a sign of God, what does He say here in verse 10? Calling us and choosing us as we have holiness in our lives. It's just something that works, works in that. Um, perseverance. There's perseverance in the faith. As He says, practice these things. Make certain... You know, check this out. You know, look back. Why aren't these things here if they're not? Uh, Make certain that you know. Hey, you don't make him certain. He's thinking, aha, I wonder if they're Christian or not. You're the one that are making certain of your salvation because of what he's done. He already knows that. Um, For as long as you practice these things, that's daily conduct. That's our walk. We will not stumble. As long as we keep this walk up and we, uh, we are desiring to be obedient. Uh, and by the way, it's practice. It's not perfection. You know, it's, in First John, you'll see that all over the place. Keeping His commandments. You say, well, yeah, but we can't keep His commandments. Well, yeah, you, yeah we can. Are we going dis, to be disobedient occasionally? Well, we can be. Are we going to sin? Yeah. But the thing is, that shouldn't be our pattern. That should not be our lifestyle. Our lifestyle is now changed, and and now it's uh, here's the things that we uh, that we practice. He says you, you will never stumble. You will you will never turn away from God and commit some kind of apostasy that He's going to talk about in chapter two. You know, the false teachers that committed the, the apostasy as they practice these things that that we've looked at here. It's a it's a safeguard. It's a guard from Stumbling in the sense of falling away from, from the faith. Matter of fact, I think Jude, the book just before Revelation, in verse
4: 24.
0: Oh, you like that one? What does it say? Now to him who is able, there's the power word, to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless. With great joy, <laughs> do you like that? To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Boy, is that praise? Mm-hmm. Boy, Jude just closed out that whole thing right there. Well,
4: and God <laughs> too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that confidence?
0: Mm-hmm. We should have confidence yeah. because of that. It's He's going,
4: going to. Isn't right? mm-hmm. it?
0: It's because he's he's the one that will make sure that uh, that we persevere. He keeps us, you know. But we have our place in doing the things that he wants us to. We can we can choose to disobey. We can. I think there's a choice. There's a some kind of a bug flying around here. It's got in my shirt. I don't
1: know what that was. You got dark and black on it.
0: Oh, the eternal blessings. Eternal blessings. As long as you practice these things, you'll never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. Supplied. We'll get to that word. Let's go ahead and use it right now. We've seen that word before. Supplied. It's uh, the word chorizo. Chorus. You remember? Acquire for a group of actors that needed to be supplied the things that they would need to have to make their production come out professionally. Somebody with a lot of money might supply them with all the stuff that they would need. And that's where that word came from. Peter has used that before and you'll see it in verse 5. You notice he quite frequently uses Greek words that he concentrates on and he keeps that theme going. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, and then he starts that virtue list off, supply, like somebody supplying the choir with what they need. Coridzo, supply. And down here... Um, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundant, abundantly supplied to you. He gives us everything that we need to have all these virtues. He supplies all that to us, but then we are to apply our diligence in that. And then when it's all said and done, He supplies uh, this rich, abundant blessing from uh, the kingdom for us. Abundantly supplied. Right. It's like... Uh, like the the people who've had millions of dollars in their house and um <coughs> they never you ever heard some of those stories? they never did use it things, yeah.
4: Yeah. More than it.
0: Hoarded it right they hoarded it um so anyway um the the idea here is this entrance into the eternal kingdom is like a a soldier coming back from a war and the people there are welcoming this hero back into their city welcoming him back home a great fanfare and that's the the following of this for in this way the entrance in the eternal kingdom so that's a word picture that kind of stands out doesn't it you know how war heroes used to be really uh, saluted and respected and people would cheer them on at one time and uh, then there was the Vietnam War and they were booed and people uh, did the exact opposite. That was a tragedy, wasn't it? Young boys going off to war, guys like Nick's age there, they would come back and just taunt them. They didn't give them a hero welcome. and uh, But... Uh, We know at that time that, of course, it was a warrior mentality, and that's kind of the fanfare that Peter is using. Uh, Of course, he knew about the Roman army. So, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this is the designation of Christ. Uh, He will welcome those who have been diligent and growing in godless and the eternal city. It's not that He's not going to be welcoming the ones who were not diligent. But, you know, what is he saying here? Well, for one thing, I I think he's saying, and and stay with me here, I think it's easy to talk about the future here. When you enter into the eternal kingdom, you will receive an abundant reward. We, We already know we've entered into the eternal kingdom, even right now. But there is the ultimate of this. When we see the abundant reward that is supplied to us totally... But that's probably the most direct, the most uh, probably simple way to understand that. You'll not only enjoy assurance there, but you can enjoy your assurance even right here, knowing that your your entrance into heaven is there. You you, uh, you can enjoy your reward in the life to come, uh, but we, we have this salvation now, which we, we we're uh, definitely meant to enjoy. We're still looking for that future fulfillment. I think we can apply it to the future and even right now I think as he's been talking about we don't have to go around doubting our salvation or who we are Um, but when you think eternal kingdom it's usually associated with with rewards Uh, I think even right now we receive blessing upon blessing upon blessing Uh, the, the eternal feature of the kingdom will come to its full fruition we know that the we know there are rewards that are going to be given. Some rewards are going to be lost. Don't lose your reward that uh, sometimes we're reminded of. There's got to be a lot of Christians, actually, with all this stuff that they have that God has given them, and they're living in despair. Uh, they're worrying about the condition they're in. Sometimes they even wonder if they're really saved. You've talked probably talked to them. You've probably talked to people that are there that... You know, that are in that sense, and um, right now they're—they're they're not. Even though they're Christians, they're not receiving this abundant supply that they really have.
1: Talked about the amnesia. I think that's a great—that's a great a good word to explain that thought that happens. Amnesia. system. they don't yeah. know. They've lost their position. They can't remember
0: anything. The enemy has stolen. That oh the joy that that's that's lost in that um, it's 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 about pursuing holiness and that reward will be abundantly supplied and I know every one of god's children they're going you know they're going to go to heaven and they'll all receive an abundant supply i mean, can you imagine what it's all about? I think Peter is trying to get to the this huge, magnanimous sense of, of reward for those who have pursued diligently uh, these virtues, these things that God wants us to go after. I believe all Christians bear fruit. Some more fruit than others. I think Jesus even said that. You know, there's different folds, different uh, values there, I guess you could say. Some make a minor effort. Others make a major effort. And I believe that's why God does talk about degrees of rewards. We all get to be in heaven, but to know that His grace will be lavished upon all, and it's not that one will then be jealous in heaven, because that would be sin, so they can't do that, but some people are going to be rewarded uh, differently than than others. Uh, I think uh, He's lavished upon all believers today. Uh, Such enormous abundant, generous riches of graces and blessings that they don't even know what what they've been given. And there's, there's some fruitfulness, but it's not really bearing what it really should be doing. So um, he wants us, Peter's wanting us to continue in this abundant supply, receiving uh, what the kingdom has to offer us right now, and knowing what that kingdom will uh, grant us. Can you imagine that grand uh, entrance into the kingdom of God the uh, in its ultimate sense? But, boy, that you know, diligent know, pursuit, though. You
1: might not look so grand, anybody else will be on the earth. But he will be pleased with you. Yeah. Yep. faithful to Right. I'm not sure. I don't
0: did you have something there?
2: Yeah, I, I haven't quite developed the thought but it just occurred to me I was thinking as a let's say uh, take a parent. You know, they they have children, they love their children dearly. But let's say that parent for whatever reason becomes unable to Um, to uh, nurture their children and be like a parent for whatever reason. You know, health, um, maybe, whatever, troubles, maybe they are in prison. You know, whatever. But uh, I'm kind of thinking of that as the Christian who gets into this state of... uh, Lacking these qualities, becoming nearsighted, blind, amnesia—you know—having the amnesia, you know, they're, they become ineffective in the body, in in ministering in the body. Just like that parent becomes ineffective to their children, you know, they, they can't really love this kids. They, you know, they can't love their. A Christian cannot love their. Um, Brothers and sisters in Christ, um, well, mm-hmm. you know, in that state, they 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 kind of become impotent or not uh, numb, you know, and, and their ministry, their witness, and all that stuff just kind of goes into uh, was it uh, rigor mortis or <laughs> you know, kind of in a <clears throat> so I mean, you know, that's looking at it in the extreme, but. I think that's probably what he's cautioning you about here.
0: He definitely has and, a concern, doesn't he?
2: You know the whole the whole thing. I guess is my point is how you know if if you lose that ability to be, say, a parent to your kids, oh, that's just that's like you've lost everything, really, because that's what God gave you to be, and 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 if He brought you into the family of God and the kingdom, that's what he brought you there to be for others in the kingdom and if you you know so we need to develop these things to be able to be for one another, be helping each other, serving each other, ministering.
1: But if you lose that ability, isn't that still God's will and possibly need to look somewhere else or some other way to serve people? Well, he would be, but that would be talking about losing the, um, what what was the word we used, what he supplied you with. You didn't make much of it, like the riches that he he offered you to do it. They become like non-effective, but that's by all, but is that God's will for them to do it? I don't don't know how don't do it.
0: Well, we know God's will is for us to be obedient.
4: Right.
0: And if we're disobedient, it is never God's will to be. We know that our sin is not God's will that I we I
1: don't them. think that's
0: what you meant but uh,
2: they pick up the slack yeah
1: I, think, what I you mean? think that you see the others around them have to cover for oh. that so they have to so they, endure more, they have to endure more of a burden than what that other person could have helped them ease the burden yeah. and, so I, and, and, and that
2: I do believe is God's will that he'll use that to mm-hmm. to, to draw other right. brothers and sisters you know into prayer mm-hmm. into covering mm-hmm. You
1: know, but when they're un- Love covers they, many. they don't want to be effective anymore. Right? Yeah, I don't think they even think that. I think they what happens? They don't realize they make the rest of the body or those that they're to associate with. Mm-hmm. They make them carry more of a burden than they should. Than their struggle should have. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, It It's yeah. more yeah. In in like a of a machine or a body or something. And one of the bones or one of the parts are not acting right. Like yet the amen. body has to.
3: But like David, you know, what yeah. like he did, if he had remained faithful and not committed that sin, what, how much effectiveness could he have had? Right. But then everything became shambles, and how much regret did that man have? But you
2: know, was, that's a good point right there, because, see, he was king, and he, they and said in the time when kings go out to war, mm-hmm. that was his function. That was the will of God, really. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect will, I guess you'd say, that he'd go and do his thing, And mm-hmm. God elevated him too. And, and do like he had always done with the men, and be be the king, and, and go out in the battle. Yeah, and and because start, he didn't, that's where not,
1: there was a functioning that he, was.
2: That's where mixed. the yeah. that's where the atmosphere was set for him to to well, he fall. We are his
1: body. We are his, bo- uh, of his body. Mm-hmm. It's like so a body still functions even when this thing goes on. Right? Yeah. Right. But not, yeah. Uh, but this well, stumbling, this stumbling that we're talking about, like the stumbling, isn't that like. We're talking
3: about apostasy somewhere, right? Like, isn't mm-hmm. that what he's leading up to? He exists, so. I mean, like, no. on to... Okay. Not here. Not, okay. But then you'll oh, talk about A true
0: Christian is not going to be an apostate. They, they, they cannot be. I
3: mean, but ultimately,
0: you know. there are people that are going to, and that's what chapter two is what it's going to, to bring. Okay. There are false teachers and apostates. Who turn their back on God? They show they really weren't there's, real.
1: There's a difference between beca- like your light dimming and becoming maybe less
2: effectual and right. you're spreading world. Right, so the, the, right. A Christian, I think you yeah. Light dimming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he yeah, dimming
0: Short sighted. So a Christian can be in the sense that he could make even think he's an apostate, either turn against God or something. He can get to that point. Which is sad, but I mean that can happen. But he, if he's really God's child, he is not an apostate. That would be impossible. But a Christian can stumble, and they do. They fall in the race, and they get. And God has to bring us back up. We've all fallen. Yeah, every time we sin, we've actually taken a step back. But we're talking about somebody over a period of time who is is now not. Uh, Not convinced that he's a Christian because now look where he's at. He doesn't have the drive for Christ and such. I got myself into deep
1: sin, and that affected all the people that once sat underneath him. Yeah. Them, then, to be what... Well, it
0: makes one wonder then, wonder if that guy is even a Christian. Okay. They may or may not be. But we don't he can know. Even
1: make <laughs> like back on them did he
0: ever God really have the, the truth? God. And so what does it do? It trips up other people. Right. It, whenever one one person in the body of Christ, in a local fellowship, is having a real struggle, you know what it does? It affects everybody in the church. And I can tell you. Everybody senses it and they feel it. When somebody is not here, we wonder why. I get it all the time. Why are they not here? I talk with them. They just don't want to be. They don't want to be right now. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what they're going through. Um, But I kind of do. Um, you know, and as a pastor, I'm a shepherd, and whenever I've, I've talked with you, it, it is disheartening. It's not necessarily dealing with with attendance or anything, but if one is, is has slidden back to where you don't see them very often anymore, there's there's a problem. Unless somebody's sick or there's reasons, you know, and uh, that's why, you know. I think I think it's really important that one continue their walk along with everybody else because it does affect others and say I don't know if, I don't even know if they are a Christian. Hey, look at the rewards. Look we let's go back there in first Corinthians three. Okay, you got Paul, Apollos waters, Paul um, right? You got Paul and Apollos Paul planted Apollos water. According to the grace of God which is given to me, it's in verse ten, like a wise master builder I laid a foundation. Came, got the truth. Another is building on it. Got somebody else come along. And another one. They build on it. But each man must be um, careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, that's lasting stuff, wood, hay, straw. Stuff that'll each man's work will become evident. For the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so is through fire. There's a guy who stumbled, stumbled big. Now, he's saved, but it's like he loses the rewards that... He could have had. For... Look in chapter 4, verse
4: 5.
0: Uh, Therefore, do not go on passing judgment for the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's hearts. And then each man's praise will come to him from God. But there is a praise from God. Well done, good and faithful servant, right? Uh, We don't necessarily know the motive sometimes. Uh, There might be some things with somebody that we might be passing some kind of judgment spiritually. And there might be something going on that we really don't know. Maybe we're making a judgment that we shouldn't. Like a while ago whenever I was saying something, maybe I was making a wrong judgment on somebody too. Um, Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes they don't know uh look in revelation chapter twenty two verse five, and there will be no longer be any night. they will not have need of the light of a lamp, nor the light of the sun because the Lord God will illuminate them ah, 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 ah. That's a good one. I like that
2: that wasn't what uh light uh, is. You know, a, a uh, Christian. Oh, think about Christ. it. A Christian can really walk in the dark. Um, you know, they There's still. They are gods, but they can really be. You know, in the atmosphere of the the darkness, mm-hmm. in this situation too.
0: And the other thing yeah. I wanted to
2: say is, I, I, you know, all of us, each one, myself included, anybody here, anybody at any time in Christ, needs to. You know, be mindful of this can be, uh, you know, a reality for any one of us. Mm-hmm. In, in a, you know, in our.
1: My thought is always on like the judgment. Be compassionate mm-hmm. towards that person, realizing there is a mm-hmm. battle that we all we all fight. Your mm-hmm. spiritual battle.
2: Because, because, like, well, let's say uh, a person gets to the point of, uh, well, I've just not growing anymore. I kind of know know things and. Um, you know, I know I'm secure in Christ, and all of a sudden it uh, becomes a—I uh, don't know if that's spiritual pride or not—but it's it's like a um, you know a, a red flag. I
1: like if you if you're in the, like if you're continually studying the Word, which is the light. Mm-hmm. Then, like, you should never think that you know anything for real, right? I mean, like, True. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, your your ability to say that you have knowledge over this in any conceptual degree is is absurd, absurd. You, there's just no yeah. way. Paul said, if anything, if anybody thinks he knows
3: anything, he doesn't know anything, doesn't
1: know anything. <laughs> Well, real. I <mean>, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my kind like.
0: Because his knowledge is infinite.
1: infinite. Then, like, so, if you're saying this, then you're never going to think that, anyways. Then you don't have problems. Mm-hmm. Stop oh but we can get just right? read your Bible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean to
3: be redundant I know we're getting close uh, I don't mean to be redundant about my testimony I, I give, mm-hmm. Dennis knows pretty much all my testimony but others have heard pieces. I won't give it all but there have been so many things said tonight that apply to what happened to me I grew in the Lord when I was first saved loved the Lord he led me, he fed me like a little lamb, I'm serious. He led me through stuff when there wasn't people to help me, wasn't people to lead me. And he led me and I grew, and I loved the Lord. But then I started to do what Bob was talking about. I started to rest on my laurels. I started to think I was Mr. Spiritual. And I was going to a church school, other kids looked up to me, and I thought I was Mr. Spiritual. And then I started getting popular. And I started letting the influence of the world start to pull me that way, and I had no idea, but I became a sitting duck for the enemy. Mm-hmm. And he came in while I was resting on my sitting on my laurels. And I'm telling you, and I had Ar- Armenian theology, and I got mad at God because I was being cheated by heavens such a strict life. And I mean, just in a matter of three months, I went from. It was just amazing. Well, like Bob said, you know, we we're all we're all subjected to it. Let him that thinks he stands take he lest he fall. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, in a matter of three months I went from being really serious about the Lord and loving the Lord to being in this in this situation and then the devil picked me off and, and had me thinking I committed the unpardonable sin and I lived with that for fourteen years and then I lived with the 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 scars and That's the awesome. tags and the snares for another 14 years. And finally, it was in January when I gave my testimony that I was able to take the Lord's for the first time in 30 years without guilt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm still dealing with scars. Yeah. You know, what if I, if, if only I, and the Holy Spirit dealt with me so faithfully during that time. Quit this. Quit hanging out with these people. Quit. There was a dating relationship was at the crux of it. Don't but I couldn't number. And, and and it just twisted my head and twisted my heart and, and
0: that now, was the days before Sherry. Oh yes <laughs> that, was
3: Sherry. That, was, that,
0: was, that was day and night, let me tell you, day and night.
3: So uh, but anyway, uh, but I thank God and, and in the midst of all this, you know, just showing that that's what can happen. And I thought that I was lost for all those years or was afraid I was, I was anti for all those years. I could do a little here, a little there, but I was like a headlight with mud all over me. Mm. I just could <laughs> not be effectual for God. But yet, even through all of that, He loved me and He upheld me. The righteous man will fall seven times, but he will rise again. He will fall down, but he will not be utterly cast down. And He, he held me through in spite of all that stuff that never <laughs> laid on me, in spite of all that stuff I laid on myself, and mental no wards and the whole bit. And and thank God He brought me through. He's bringing me through, and He will complete what
0: He begins. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: And all of us.
0: You know what? Would you say that that was a severe stumbling? Oh yeah. You're you're talking about that. Would you say that was? Well, I forgot the word that you used, but the the short-sighted, a blindness.
4: Mud cover. Mud cover over over the headlight.
0: headlight.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. That's what Peter was warning about, wasn't he? But
1: Dwayne, through all that, the Lord taught you what? Compliment. In spite, in spite of all that, I, the Lord has really made you...
3: Taught me a lot of things. Right. And I would have never right. hint, met the woman I was supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I mean, guy could have done it. Right. You know, we could have
1: met it a up, bus up I guess. So he taught you how to it, never take it lightly. Right. right. Yeah.
2: right.
0: That's... That's really something. That's all glory to God.
2: Well, and see, that's strength to the rest of us. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's God. Right. God's power. Yes. Not yours. Not mine.
0: He brought you through. He did that Jude thing there, didn't he? Jude 24. Well, here's what we're going to close out on. I found the verse I was looking for. It wasn't verse 5 in Revelation 22. It was verse 12. And we'll close out on this. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me. Not just the reward of heaven, but to render to every man according to what he has done. And so there's a reward there. He's not going to give rewards to unbelievers, but he is going to give rewards to believers. And uh, so that's uh, that's something that people don't like to talk about a lot, but I think it's a great thing to pursue. And I think it's a good thing because that's what God wants us to do to, to take those virtues and make them come alive in our lives. Anyway, why don't we uh, close with the word of prayer. Thank you guys for all the input. All those testimonies. It's great. Father, thank you for this uh, evening and thank you for your word, your truth. And as we look at it, we know that you uh, you make us persevere. You make us stand up. But at the same time, we're responsible for what you have given us, and to be able to do with that to bring you glory, and it's all by your power. For you, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.
2: I got some. I got
0: some. I got some for Bar back there.